When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The walk-off from MV3 got him here, but does the new MVP keep it going? Riley, line drive, that is down! A base hit! Here comes Obis, and the Atlanta Braves win game one! You dreamed of that as a little kid. That was, that was my first one ever. Credit to TBS for the highlight, and credit to the Braves for the 3-2 win over the Dodgers to take a 1-0 lead in the National League Championship Series. This is Episode 7 of the AJC Braves Report podcast. I'm Jay Black alongside Gabe Burns, the AJC's Braves beat reporter, and, and Gabe, first NLCS game in Atlanta in 20 years, and it provides as much of an instant classic as you can get in game one. Yeah, just like Freeman's home run, this is one that, uh, that'll that be remembered for a long time, and certainly it'll, it'll be remembered uh, even more fondly if the Braves end up uh, winning this series, but yeah, a lot went into that moment. Um you know, the Dodgers, uh, Chris Taylor had a base running error there with their last chance. Uh, it was not the Braves this time with the base running error, so that was certainly a change of pace. That's a plus. Yeah. The Dodgers went one for eight with runners in scoring position, so despite you know their bullpen game really working the way that they wanted it to, uh, they didn't have enough offense, and the Braves pitching once again. Uh, the bullpen, Tyler Matzek leaving a runner at third, uh, facing Mookie Betts and Trey Turner and getting out of that situation. There were just a lot of key kind of sequences and, and close calls that helped Braves get that win last night. We'll dig into all that and more here in this podcast, but a reminder that Kroger is a proud sponsor of the Atlanta Braves. Kroger has winning ideas for fans all postseason long with fun recipes and a great selection of party trays if you're hosting a watch party. So visit Kroger.com or your local Kroger store to cheer on the Braves as they battle for the A. All right, here's what they're saying about the big fella from Mississippi's big night. That was that was my first one ever. Um you know, I've I've come up in uh, you know quite a few situations you know earlier in the season and and wasn't able to get it done, but uh, to get get it done tonight was was awesome. I think it just shows you how how these guys are growing and they're maturing, and and the moment isn't too big for them because they played in it now for you know three four years. That's Riley manager Brian Snitker, and here's Ozzy. Of course, he's the big boss. <laughs> uh, yeah, once once I got on. I told you why I'm going, so I, I can be in scoring position for Raleigh. I'm pretty sure he's he's been hard. He's gonna do the job. I thought that line by Ozzy kind of kind of sums it up pretty well. Uh, Riley is turning into the big boss of this team now. Yeah, I mean he's their MVP. He's he's been their best player all year, and he homers and he comes up with that that game winning hit. That was really his game last night. He had the uh, go ahead hit in the ninth in game one last year against the Dodgers. Uh, that one people don't really talk about or or remember probably because it was well it was game one of a seven game series that the Braves ended up not winning. Uh, this one with fans in the stands at home is is going to be one that's uh, remembered for a long time. And you never know how a player will handle this stage in a breakout season. You, you know you often see the production dip, whether it's just fatigue or it's newness or all that. But in these five games so far in this postseason, Riley's just. Pretty much been playing like it's been June. 
Yeah, it's it's been the same guy. Um, he has a hit in every game. He was their best hitter in the Brewers series, a, a series that it was really hard, obviously, to uh, to get really anything going. And this series, they're gonna they're gonna need it even more because um, the Dodgers are not going to they're not going to struggle with runners in scoring position the whole series the way they did last night. Uh, this is not the Brewers lineup. Uh, in fact, uh, watching just watching the Dodgers at bats against what we watched in the NLDS, uh, just a really big difference. Uh, and you could see that even early on with the way that they were making Max work and and that pitch count was going up. But uh, for the Braves to get game one, I mean, that's a game that, in my opinion, the Braves had to get. If they had lost that game, uh, that that would have been really tough for them to to come back and win this series. I think yesterday, considering that you're at home, the Dodgers are pitching the bullpen game, just the circumstances, uh, the Braves really needed to get that win, and they did. Yeah, I mean, when, when you've got one of your best starters going up against no starters – I mean, they they could not let that one slip through, and they were able they were able to hang on there and take that. Who's your pick for NL MVP this year? Oh, that's tough. Um, to be, I was not a voter, so to be honest, I never really kind of had to settle on a number one. I'll say this though about Austin Riley, I I really did think that he kind of that he was underrated to a large extent. I think that he didn't get the national recognition he deserved, and I think that one of the big parts of what's happening in the playoffs here, even if the Braves don't win the NLCS, or certainly if they do and go to the World Series, um, he's been a star, and it's it's going to be noted nationally. Uh, there's a lot of national media that was in Atlanta yesterday, and and just the world is seeing um, just how productive of a hitter and and the de- even the defense uh, that Riley can play in. So, moving forward, perhaps he he gets the uh, the credit that he deserves. Um, but in the MVP race, you know, with everybody talking about Harper and you know Tatis and Soto and whoever you want to throw in there, I, I did think that Riley was a good bit underrated in that conversation because you could put his numbers up with anybody, and his team was actually winning. Whereas I love Fernando Tatis Jr. But his team completely folded, and Bryce Harper's team was was looking up at the Braves for pretty the entire stretch run of the year. So, um, you know, it's not going to be Austin Riley, but uh, I thought that he deserved more credit than he got. And certainly, moving forward with the eyeballs that have seen him in, in these in this series or in that, in that game and in the past series, you know, maybe he won't be underrated for much longer. This was Riley's game with the game-winning hit and the game-tying home run. But I think my favorite stat from this game, I, I, I'm my age is in my mid-30s, but I still kind of skew old school. The Braves were 21st in the majors in stolen bases this year, and yet two of Atlanta's runs come from guys who stole second. Rosario in the first and Albies in the ninth. And that's the kind of stuff that they're going to have to do here. I mean, they're just going to have to make plays like that to beat this team. I mean, you have to play clean. The Dodgers left a lot on the table last night. And, you know, the I thought the, the sequence with Rosario in the first inning, obviously every run in that game was huge. But to get started that way, and I know that the the Dodgers answered, but to get started and take that one to nothing lead in the way you did, you know, Snit decides to put Rosario at lead off. Again, they're missing Jorge Soler due to COVID. Uh, he singles. 
He steals, he advances on a ground out, and then he scores on a wild pitch. And that's the kind of stuff that this team is going to have to do if they're going to uh, beat the Dodgers four out of seven times. I know there's a lot of people that would that have that have plenty of good metrics to argue with me that that it's not worth being reckless on the bases, but it never hurts to have a guy standing on third because you never know when somebody's just going to throw it to the backstop. Yep, and that's and that's what they got. But you mentioned a lot of traffic on the bases for the Dodgers. Max Freed gives up two runs in six innings, but did not have a one-two-three inning. And you, Gabe, asking it about how well he battled. I thought he did because I, I don't know that Max really felt like he was on tonight. But, you know, he um, <clears throat> he just kept, you know, he, Max just kept pitching, never gave in, just kept pitching. Um, and, you know, you get six innings. And, uh, six innings is, is tough in a playoff game because it's, it's so – there's just, just such an emotional and adrenaline-type driven outing, I think, here. And here's Freed. Uh, I felt like I was – Fighting myself at times, not executing two-strike pitches as well as I would have wanted, but um, I was working really well with Travis back there. Really relied on him a lot. Uh, obviously, you know, Austin's big hit to get us back tied. Uh, the only thing that I was trying to do is just to keep it right there and give us an opportunity. To me, the term ace is thrown around a little too loosely in baseball sometimes. I think there's only like eight of them. So I'm not going to put Max at that level quite yet, but he's darn close. And, and to me, this kind of game is what an ace has to do. He still doesn't have it, and he still wins. Yeah, you laid it out great there. I mean, this was the worst start we've seen from him in a while. Uh, and it's not like, and when I say worst, I mean, it's not like it was a poor start by any stretch. The right? least the least good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he really had to work. He had traffic in every single inning, but he holds them to two runs. One of them was Will Smith's homer. But he holds them to two runs over six innings, and they were one for six with runners in scoring position against him. He made some really big pitchers when he had to, and you're right that that's really the sign of a pitcher who's matured, and that's the sign of a front-line starter and an ace. I mean, that that's what you have to do because, uh, you know, we're going to see Max Scherzer tonight. He's not on every game, and you're, sometimes you see him do the same thing. I mean, these guys, even DeGrom, uh, he, I mean, he's from another planet. But these these top-line guys, we saw it with Kershaw for years, Verlander. I mean, even you're not going to have your A-plus stuff every single night. And the key to it is still, you know, being able to cover um, a bulk of innings and, you know, holding the opposition to two or three runs and giving, and still giving your team a chance. Game one, certainly a true contrast in styles. We saw it at the end of the NLDS between the Dodgers and the Giants, and we see it here with the Braves. Classic starter versus Johnny Holstaff. I'm a big believer in starting pitching. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of those flags are, um, all them flags are flying out there because of we had really good starting pitching. It's just kind of the way I was raised in the game. I mean, I came up with the Braves here, you know, and we were all about starting pitching. I don't know any better. I know this matchup was a little more necessity than, than true tactics, but the line from Mark Bradley's column on AJC.com pretty well sums up the Dodgers' approach and effectiveness. He said, lots of people pitched, a few people hit. Braves strike out 14 times against eight pitchers, and they only get six guys on, but Braves still get the win. Yeah. Uh, the, no, the Dodgers' bullpen game worked. Um, you know, I, I don't see how you can really criticize that. They were forced into it. If they have 
obviously if Kershaw is healthy or something, you know, if they have that one more starter, this is perhaps a different situation, but it worked for them. Um, you're able to hold the Braves to two runs over eight innings there. Uh, if you're the Dodgers, you think that your offense is going to win that game. Uh, when you look, I mean, you've got basically an all-star or an all-star caliber player uh, in every spot in the lineup. And, you know, uh, they certainly left. I mean, credit to the Braves, first of all. Uh, credit to Freed for making pitches. Credit to Matzek. Once again, Luke Jackson, Will Smith, um, who has really – who who's really just uh, he's done what you can ask of him in the postseason so far. So credit to all those guys, but certainly the Dodgers, uh, they left some opportunities on the table. Um, they're not going to do that every game, but that that's another reason why it was so crucial that the Braves got that one. I definitely would have lost a lot of money on this bet that the Braves law firm of Matzik, Jackson, and Smith still hasn't given up a run in five postseason games. I mean, they've been everything you can you could imagine them being. I mean, they've been better than imagined. Uh, Luke Jackson has been huge in the postseason, just like he was in the regular season. Uh, Matzek, obviously, it's just the way that he pitches with guys in, in scoring position. I mean, he just he's been everything for him. I mean, look, if this team ends up going to the world, if this team wins the World Series. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, what this bullpen has done for a long time because this is really a remarkable job by them. And as good as the Braves' bullpen was last year, it was the reason that they got one game short of the World Series. That whole goofy season, that goofy playoff setup where you had no days off just kills a team that, that had no depth and elevates one that does. The Dodgers lead the league in depth. They did last year. They still do. This year, the Braves didn't have it. This sets up much better for them. They don't have to. They can live on three relievers, right, with an off day every two days. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's worked. Uh, and, they, and yesterday, they faced an offense that is feels like it's a hundred times better than the one they faced in the NLDS, yeah. and they were still able to to keep those guys down. So that's a tough task. I mean, Mookie Betts was was kept in check last night, and that's coming off just a phenomenal game by him. It, it, again, just what they were able to do there, um, it was just really impressive. All right, now let's go on to game two and. Manager Brian Snicker knows what he's looking at now the rest of the series with Max, Walker, and Julio. Doesn't get easier. That's for darn sure. Um, no, I think any uh, all the wins here on this thing is going to be big. They're all going to be <clears throat> hard to come by. They're, it's going to be tough games. Um, that's why teams are here because they're really good. They got their deep pitching. What do you see with Ian Anderson against Max Scherzer tonight? Well, the obvious thing would be um, that it's favorable for the Dodgers, but but I don't I don't think it's it's outlandish. It's not outland. It's not crazy favorable for them, of course. Ian has been just a tremendous postseason pitcher. Uh, he's going to be going at home with the fans behind him, and you know the Braves have hit Scherzer. I, I mean they they've had they've had games against him, and they've had games against him at Truist Park. So it's not. Again, this is a big game tonight. You know, Mark Bradley and I both talked about how important it was for them to go up 2-0. You don't know what's going to happen in L.A. It's a place that they usually don't play very well. Um, so to go up 2-0 and ensure that that this thing is, you know, maybe you'll have a really nice advantage if you can take one of the games in L.A., but you're ensure that you're going to get you're going to get a game six in front of your fans. 
even in the worst case scenario out there. I mean, this is a this is a big deal for them. If if the Braves can take this game, then we can really start talking about this team. This team has a real shot here. Obviously, they do now. They're up one zero, but we'll we'll see. But Ian has been he's he has been just off to a crazy good postseason uh, start to his career, and he's not going to be he's not going to be nervous. He's not going to be faced by going up against Scherzer, who's obviously superb. The Dodgers were twelve and zero in Scherzer starts until they lost to the Giants the other night in his outing and. And uh, so they've been really good with him on the mound. One of those wins was over the Braves out there in California. Uh, so it should be a good one. Uh, very well could be a low-scoring game again. All right, so we'll be back after game two with the AJC Braves Report podcast. And it's just part of our wall-to-wall coverage during the postseason, which includes the AJC e-paper, which you can get more than just the score with insights and analysis on the Braves in our expanded after-the-game pages in your e-paper, which you can only get if you subscribe. And, Gabe, if you are a subscriber, what will they read from you in the e-paper and online? Yeah, reading, uh, just kind of recapping the game. Um just kind of some of the big moments. Uh, I also wrote about some of my takeaways from it, including uh, just Riley performing on the big stage, what he's able to do. And we're going to have more on Riley coming uh, Sunday afternoon about, uh, again, I'm actually writing about what he, uh, him getting the attention that he deserves and how this series can perhaps be a springboard uh, for the rest of his career and him being acknowledged as somebody who, should be in that all-star conversation each year. All right, so check back with AJC.com throughout the day for Gabe and Mark's reporting, and then plus after the game, we'll be right here with you for the AJC Braves Report podcast as the NLCS continues. When you're looking for leading cardiac treatment, Look to Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with five emergency cardiac care centers, so we're here when you need us most. We lead with more than 55 locations in Georgia. That means we're always in the heart of your neighborhood. We lead with clarity, because clear direction is better when it comes to understanding every step of your treatment. Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with heart. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com.